We are back here on In the Huddle, and it's time to move on to the next topic here on today's show. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans, one game suspension appeal is denied. Are the Buccaneers in trouble against the Packers without Mike Evans? And Zach, I have a lot to say about this topic. I always try to minimize my thoughts and takes, you know, especially on my first lap. I'm going to try to do the same, but I definitely have a lot to say. And I want to start off by talking about the suspension of Mike Evans and kind of reflecting back to last week a little bit and then I pick it up, you know, basically answering the question. Look, I would say this for starters. I love what I've seen from Mike Evans, you know, um, and, and the game in general. You know, I think the NFL and sports in general is missing that rivalry. You know, I think when you talk about just the NFL, we all know the rivalries that has transpired over the years. We all know the current ones, right? In the past, over the decade plus, was the Ravens and the Steelers. That was always a game that we like to watch. You know, um, the Packers and the Bears, when games were more competitive, now Aaron Rodgers, we know, owns the Bears. So it's like, that's not even a rivalry no more. That's just a butt whooping. But also, just this current day, Josh Allen versus Mahomes. We all know that rivalry. And I think that rivalry just bought more stock because of that overtime game that we saw in the AFC Divisional round. So you can argue that's probably the best rivalry right now in the NFL. But right up there is the Buccaneers and the Saints. And mainly because the rivalry within the rivalry, that Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore rivalry, where you have a guy, Mike Evans, who's legit trying to take this cat out the game. Like, that's what we like. Yeah, we don't want nobody to get hurt at the end of the night, but we want to see a physical sport become more physical. I think when you look around the sports landscape, I hate to say it, but the reason why I'm not as big into college football as I once was is because the tradition is lost. The rivalries are losing. Listen, one of my favorite rivalries of all time in, in college in general is Bedlam. That's going bye-bye in a couple years. Okay, that's a big part of college football for me, right? Okay, um, Big 12 showdown, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. We missing that. Okay, the NBA. What happened to the Detroit Pistons and um, the Pacers, you know, going at it? Now everybody want to be holding hands and everybody friends on the low. It's like, where's the rivalry at? And I think right now in the NFL, when you look at the Saints and Buccaneers, they're giving some of the shades of the rivalry and teams not liking each other. Where you mark the calendars when you know you got to play this team. And it's I'm, I'm here for it. And I think this Buccaneers rivalry is going to continue to progress even after Tom Brady is gone, right? Because Clay was here before Tom Brady came a part of this team. So I start off there. As far as the question is concerned, are the Buccaneers in trouble against the Packers because of the absence of Mike Evans? I would say no, because I think that absence is a blessing in disguise for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And hear me out. The reason why I say so is because when I reflect back to last week, I noticed something. There was a lot of reports that came out. You know, I followed the team well, Claire, that's my team. There was a lot of reports that came out before the game and after the game. Some of the reports, Tom Brady having Wednesdays off, Mike Evans having Thursdays off, and, um, you know, I believe it's Chris Godwin. He has Fridays off, or it might be the vice versa. But nevertheless, all three players have a day off going forward. And I think what I'm noticing from the Buccaneers is that they are adopting the load management program in the NFL. I can see that happening. You, When you look at Julio, who didn't play in the game last week against the um, Saints, listen, this guy was the best player on the field. You know, as far as um, you look at his targets and 
He was the most productive player on the field. He's not hurt, bro. Like, this is what happened was, I believe, my theory is that, is there a nagging issue with him right now? Possibly. I don't know. I'm not the guy. But I don't think he's hurt enough where if it was a playoff game, he'll be out. I think the Buccaneers are adopting this little management program in the NFL. Tom Brady, okay, you can go on vacation two weeks in the middle of a training camp. Oh, okay, you can have Wednesdays off. Okay, Julio Jones, we only brought you here because we want you there when we get to the meat of our schedule and we need you down the stretch. So we don't have to play you right now. So I think that's what the Buccaneers are doing. I think having Mike Evans, who actually had an injury prior to the game against the Saints, I think him getting ejected was a blessing in disguise. We played our best football after he got ejected. We got picks, three picks from our defense. And Leonard Fournette, we gave him the ball. So I think right now, this injury, everybody's looking at it from one perspective. Oh, he's out. That's a lost weapon for Brady. Nah, that's actually a calling for Fournette to run the football more because we don't want our quarterback taking a hit below offensive line. Okay, we can win with our defense, which we've been doing for the first two weeks. I see load management on the Buccaneers. I'm not opposed to it. I hate load management in the NBA, but I think in the Buccaneers case, it could actually help them going forward, believe it or not. Yeah, so I liked where you started just going back to the Bucks saints game, and I totally see where you're coming from. Uh, when you mentioned that Raven-Steelers rivalry, I felt like I was watching that, or even like the, the old Seahawk 49er, Pete Carroll, uh, Harbaugh battles in 2013-2014 in that range. It, it was a great game, great rivalry. Uh, a couple takeaways, though. I was down on the Saints going into the season, and a lot of it had to do with Dennis Allen, their new head coach, the fact that he was replacing a legend uh, in Sean Payton. And the thing about the Buccaneers in that game that I was really impressed with, right, was it was clear, like, that game was a war. Like, both defenses were hitting each other hard. Both teams had a lot of trouble scoring. It was 3 nothing at halftime, if I believe. Like, the game was very low scoring. And it was clear. It was one of those games where, like, if you wanted to win, all you would need is – 13 15 points like not we know not all football games are equal in some games like eagles lions and even eagles vikings there were a ton of points scored like there are some games where if you want to win you're gonna have to put up 35 to 40 points but there are other games where you only have to put up 20 to 15 points and your defense is playing really well and that was the case on sunday both these defenses were going at it points were really hard to come by and with tom brady the thing i was really impressed with is there are a lot of things going on with the Buccaneers right now. We mentioned their wide receivers. I feel like you and I are suiting up out, going out uh, right there, playing for Tampa Bay. You look at their offensive line, a ton of injuries, a first-year head coach. And even though there were a lot of things going on, Tom Brady was able to realize, like, okay, as long as I don't make any mistakes, as long as I don't turn the ball over and hit the checkdowns and hit what the defense gives me, like, we're going to be fine. We're going to win. And that's exactly what he did. The Saints, on the other hand, I felt like I was watching Jameis Winston of 2018 and 2019 where he just made a few mistakes where in a game like that between two elite defenses where points are really hard to come by, Jameis was just being way too uh, coolest with the football. Way, uh, he just didn't know where it was going at times. He throws the pick six, and I believe that's what cost the Saints. And with, with Dennis Allen, like it's clear the Saints are still really talented. Their defense looks just as good, if not better, than it has the last few years when it's been one of the better units in the league. But when you have Jameis Winston as your quarterback, those mistakes are going to kill you. And I think it really killed uh, them on Sunday against Tampa Bay, and the Bucs were the better team. They deserve to win. Where, what I'm really curious about, though, is I look at this game against the Packers, and even though they have a lot of the same faces, the Packers have kind of changed their philosophy a little bit for the better because 
even though uh, Coach LaFleur, since he's gotten there, the team has just won like 13 or 14 games every regular season, and it's been really impressive. When the Packers get into these big games and against the Buccaneers the past few years or some of these games that come to mind, they feel soft. They feel like as soon as you punch them in the mouth, they're screwed. They're not really going to be able to want to uh, get back up from that and fight back. But I look at the way this Packer team is built now – they're running the football. They have a great running game. They have a good offensive line. They have a good defense that I think is better than the way they've played uh, the last few weeks. And I know one thing, like Aaron Rodgers, I think he is willing to kind of take that back seat when the time is right to the running game and let guys like Jones and Dylan be the focus of the offense, especially now without Devontae Adams. But what I also know about Aaron Rodgers is he's not going to make the mistakes and cost the Packers the game like Jameis Winston did for the Saints on Sunday. And I'm curious to see how this game goes because right now the total is only 40. Like Vegas thinks it's going to be a really low scoring game, even though it's two of the best quarterbacks of all time. And I kind of see where they're coming from. And the Buccaneers defense has been really impressive over the course of the last few weeks. But I think the quarterbacks they've played have just been a dud. Like Dak, that was one of the worst games he's played. Jameis Winston, I think, cost the Saints that game. I want to see them, Tampa Bay's defense, their next two games. They have Rodgers and Mahomes coming to town. I want to see how they do against those quarterbacks because right now, I'm not going to lie, Will, like, I think it will get better, but the Buccaneers' offense is not where it needs to be right now. And we get it, right? The offensive line is super banged up. All these wide receivers are banged up. They have to bring in Cole Beasley. But they still have Tom Brady, and he knows what to do. He's not going to make the mistakes that that cost the team the game, even when he's not playing at his best. And I'm just curious, like, with their defense, the Buccaneers, it's looked elite. And I do consider them to be at the top of the list of contenders in the NFC. But these two games are going to tell me a lot when they go up against two of the better quarterbacks in the league in Rodgers and Mahomes. And that's going to be a big difference from guys like Jameis and Dak, who were just duds when they played in week one and two. So I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it could be an NFC championship game preview. And uh, yeah, man, Brady versus Rodgers can't really get better than that. I think when you talk about where I had Aaron Rodgers and I want to talk about Cole Beasley, I don't know if we have the time for it on this um, recording right here on this one, but I definitely want to get to that at some point. You know, I think when you talk about Aaron Rodgers and where I had him on my quarterback list, a lot of people gave me hell. A lot of people have been giving me hell. Refresh us. Where did you have him? I had him at number six. And the reason why I did is because of what we see right now. Like, I just knew without Devontae Adams that there's going to be trouble at wide receiver, and it's going to force this team and force Aaron Rodgers to take a back seat in this offense where it's just going to be, we got to survive. We got to run the football, play defense. And that's how we're going to win. There's no, there's not going to be eye popping stats like we saw the last couple years when Aaron Rodgers won his MVP. And that's to be expected. So that's why I had him that low because I think we're seeing that right now is that, listen, we're going to have to win with our running game. Our success is going to go as far as AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones could take us. Yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers is Evan Rodgers, but yeah, he's part of the equation. We have got no weapons. They got no weapons on this team. And you cannot convince me that the weapons are good enough to um, withstand on their own. They're going to have to win the football. They're going to have to play defense. And they can definitely win a division doing that. But just like how we're not going to overreact to a week one game that they got demolished in because we looked at last year and said that happened the same way against the Saints. It's the same way I'm not going to overreact to their victory over a team that Aaron Rodgers quoted saying I own. Okay, going 23 and five. And the fact of the matter is who we just talked about, Kirk Cousins, he actually won his two Monday night games against that same exact 
team. So I'm not going to overreact to that. But I do think for the Packers to win this game, they're going to have to commit to what they are now. I, I'm not going to say abandon a run. I know the Buccaneers, historically, the last couple of years, has had a good run defense. Not so much to start off the year. I thought we gave up some runs, you know, the first couple of games. But we still elite. I still think that's more of us just locking in. I'm not going to say because we are good in that spot to just, oh, we got to win in the air. No. Commit to running the football. That's what you are right now. As a running football team, commit to that. And if they could commit to that and get big gains, then they could win this game. And plus, they could use their backs uh, you know, out of the backfield as wide receivers, that sort. But nevertheless, I don't think Mike Evans' um, absence is going to affect this team. I like the addition of Cole Beasley. I thought he was kind of semi how you call it, blackball because of the vaccine comments and all that. But I'm glad to see him get a shot because this is a guy that made his living in the slot. And Tom Brady has made a living making guys a living in the slot. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. So I like the addition. I'm not sure if it's going to have any impact, if at all, in this game. If he's elevated from the practice squad with the attention of playing in this game, we have to see. But I think overall, the Buccaneers could and should win this game because they could run the football with Fournette and because they can play absolutely stout defense, which they have been doing. Yeah, and I know we're a little limited on time, so if we need to bring this into the next segment, I'm more than down. But you mentioned uh, like the Packers' change in philosophy, and I agree. Like They're much more focused on running the ball with not-so-great weapons. But and you mentioned like as a result of that, you lowered Aaron Rodgers a little bit on your quarterback ranking, and that's fine. But my question is like long term, do you think that's the Packers' best and most successful formula to win? Because I think it is. Like when you look at them the last few years, yeah, they've been really good, and Aaron Rodgers ha has won MVPs and they've gotten the number one seed in the NFC, but clearly that hasn't worked out for them. And I think part of the reason why is when you're playing games at Lambeau Field in the frozen tundra in January, the Packers' biggest strength was basically neutralized a little bit. And I'm not using that as an excuse. Like, that playoff game they lost to the 49ers was unacceptable. It's the worst game of Aaron Rodgers' career. He didn't look interested. I still don't know how it happened. But when I look at their team now, like, I think they're built better to win in January just because they're tougher. Like when you run the ball, when you play great defense, that's the formula it takes a lot of the times to succeed in the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers, like he's still always going to be able to make a play if you need him to. So obviously I like, I see what you're saying. It's the bears. That's a team Aaron Rodgers owns. Like it's, you're not going to overreact to one game against the team he always beats. But I look at the Packers, man, and I I'm interested to see how this works because I do think by season's end, at least, they're going to be more physical, more willing to run the ball. And those are a lot of the recipes sometimes that uh, translates in the playoffs. I think it's a mindset thing, too. I don't think it's always an act. OK, I'm going to run the football and be more physical that way because I'm running the football. I think it's a mentality, too. So it's all about them when they play the 49ers, when they play, uh, uh, you know, the Bucks. 49ers always give in trouble when they play a Bucks, that they can be able to have the confidence to win those games. And we'll be back after the break. y'all. Keep it locked. 